Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2021 MLB season is here, and although the seats may not be full, your bankroll has the chance to be. Ray Hoops Peterson has you covered for every game, every day this season, along with comprehensive analysis and angles for getting to the window while celebrating the walk-off winners and blown saves of what will be a wild season. Now it is time for the Baseball Betting Podcast with Ray Peterson. A warm up from Lilo. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. We've got a great podcast for you. It's in the second segment. We're going to be joined by my good friend Jeff Parles over there at the Vegas Ads and Information Network. He does a great job Monday through Friday as Gil Alexander's producer on a numbers game. And then during the weekends, he is hosting the VSIM Bet Center, which leads into the Greg Peterson experience every Friday night slash Saturday morning. If you're out here on the West Coast, if you're out there on the East Coast, it is just a solid Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 4 a.m. is the Greg Peterson experience out there on the East Coast. But Jeff has been doing a great job all year long taking a look at baseball on a day in and day out basis. We're going to be hitting on all these series. We're going to be looking at both of the wild card games. And you guys heard the podcast yesterday. I wound up giving out my side in total for both wild card games. And I'm going to be refreshing, I guess, a little bit more the American League wild card game. I've got my New York Post pick, which I'm going to be giving out in the final segment. And then I'm going to be taking a look at both of the series prices that we now have set for the divisional series that we know are going to be going down between the Braves and the Brewers. And we also know that we've got the Astros and the White Sox. So going to be hitting on that in the final segment. Going to be doing a little bit of a 
standalone preview of the National League Wild Card on the podcast tomorrow, so I have no fear. They're going to be hitting that tomorrow just because, well, I already did that yesterday. I'll be giving you guys the same information. We should be getting a little bit more in the next 24 hours with regards to bullpen situations if you wind up having any last-second injuries. So we've got that, and then I'll have my New York Post pick for that as well. So have no fear there. And on this podcast, always love to be able to answer questions. If you've got just a segment idea, something that you want me to address, you've got one of two ways to be able to fry these in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at gunit underscore d1. Keep in mind, letters M, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Obviously, we've got no recap today because we did not wind up having any games yesterday. Biggest thing that wound up happening is Luis Rojas of the New York Mets was relieved of his duties, and right so with the way that the New York Mets wound up flailing down the stretch, actually didn't do a bad job with the bullpen in my opinion, but these guys just could not hit to save their lives. You could tell that there needed to be a little bit of a new voice there, so I don't have any qualms about that, but as I typically do when it comes to playoff sports in general, whether that be the NFL playoffs, college basketball for the NCAA tournament, I always like to give my little spiel here of the fact that the books are going to have much more offerings on these games than normal. Player props that typically aren't available to you, especially if you live out here in Las Vegas. The East Coast does a little bit of a better job with this, but more of these are going to be coming on the board, and this is not the time if you are not a player props better to just wind up diving into player props because there's a little bit less action to be had. This is not the time to quadruple your unit size or anything like that. Just keep everything steady Eddie in my opinion. Now if there's something that you absolutely love, like you're not much of a series price to begin with person, but you absolutely love the series price that you're getting with, say the Houston Astros because I do think that it's a very good price. Don't feel bad about firing in on that by any stretch of the imagination and I always say this with the disclaimer that whatever gets you to the window is fine. I am always someone on this podcast that never recommends parlays, but if you're up 85 units betting parlays, do not listen to me. Just do whatever makes you money. That's always the number one objective when it comes to everything in sports betting. But with that said, it's just one of these personal recommendations of myself that you don't wind up just getting into something exotic if you don't have a good feel for it. Now, if you're not necessarily a player props better, but you have a really, really good feel on something, you feel like you've got the best of it, then don't feel bad about firing in on it or anything like that. But don't just have action for the sake of having action. Don't feel like because there are fewer games that you need to have the same amount of money riding every single night or anything like that. Keep in mind, college basketball is on the way, and I will have you guys covered there. So if you didn't mind up having the world's greatest baseball season, do not worry. We will be back for college basketball season, but that's just the little bit of a spiel that I always like to give when it comes to postseason baseball because there are going to be more offerings. If you see something you like, don't hesitate to fire at the same time. Don't just wind up hooking up a bet just because you feel like you need action. So that's just the little elevator pitch I will give you there. And our good friend Jeff Parles does a great job of looking at the game of baseball. He's going to be joining me next. We are going to be taking a look at all of these series in baseball, both of the wild card series, the potential teams that the Giants and the Rays might wind up facing from those wild card games, and obviously the two set divisional matchups. And that chat is going to be on the other side right here on the Baseball Winning Podcast with myself. Craig Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. 
And we're back here from the Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Craig Peterson, and it is always great to be joined by this guest. As the man does a terrific job over there at the Vegas Ads and Information Network. Monday through Friday, you're able to catch him on with Gail Alexander on a numbers game. That is from 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific time. If you're looking Eastern time, that is 10 a.m. to noon every Monday through Friday. He's doing the producing over there. And then on weekends, he is doing the VSIM Bet Center. And hey, he and a gentleman that we had on this podcast a few days ago, Ben Wilson, are the gentlemen that wind up welcoming me in on the stage as they do the Bet Center every Saturday. And that is actually bleeding into Sunday if you're out there on the East Coast as well, because that is from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time. If you're looking Pacific time, you're able to catch that between 6 to 10, as it is Jeff Parles joining me on the podcast. And to be able to follow him on Twitter, that is at his name, Jeff Parles. And it's Jeff with a J, not a G-E. And Jeff, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Of course. Uh, thanks for having me, Greg. Great to have you aboard. And Jeff, it is great that we've got playoff baseball in our lives. And it's all going to get started Tuesday night with the New York Yankees taking on the Boston Red Sox. And I think, as expected, Yankees a very slight favorite in this one. You're finding them as low as about a minus 115. Really, the max you're going to find is a minus 125, but this is really settling in between that minus 115 to minus 120 price. And I take a look at it, and I do recognize that Boston was able to do just enough to get into the postseason, but they did not look good in those last two series against the Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles. The way that they wound up playing late in the season against the Yankees has me concerned as well. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Yankees in this spot. Not sure what your take is for the game that's coming up on Tuesday, but I think that this is a good spot for the Yankees. You know, Greg, first off, shame on these teams for not having the decency to lose on Sunday to give us total chaos. I agree. But what are you going to do? Which, by the way, the high drama in that Yankees-Rays game, what 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 a ball game that was on Sunday afternoon. And good on the Yankees to win that game. And in Boston, it was one last treat the Washington Nationals bullpen had for us in 2021, Greg. Blowing that game, getting the Red Sox in. And the Red Sox in a year that I thought that they were going to really underachieve and be in about the 72 to 77 win range. They're in the playoffs and hosting the wild card game, no less, against a team that I think a lot of us thought would not only be in the playoffs, but would probably be in the position that the Tampa Bay Rays are in instead of this one-game winner-take-all on the road against their biggest rival. Greg, my strategy for these wild card games is pretty similar. I'm going to take the plus price in this game with Boston. And I understand it's a scenario where they're going up against Garrett Cole, who Cole has had a few very good outings against the Red Sox, and he had one absolutely horrible outing at Fenway Park a few months ago. That was right around when everyone thought that the walls were completely caving in on the Yankees for the trade deadline. I'm probably going to wait here, wait until the last moment and play this game for Boston because I have a feeling the Yankees are going to take money throughout Tuesday just because A, they're the Yankees, B, they have the better starting pitcher in this game, and C, we don't know exactly if J.D. Martinez is going to be able to go after rolling an ankle on Sunday in Washington. But I'm going to wait it out. I like the Red Sox. I like the price now, but I'm going to wait because I think I'm going to be able to do better as it goes along on Tuesday Regardless of who wins this game, Greg, I think Tampa matches up very well with both of these teams. Boston doesn't have any starting pitching depth, as we talked about for months. And the Yankees just cannot beat Tampa consistently. I would like to raise relatively easily, probably in three or four games against either of these teams. But I like the Red Sox on Tuesday night, but I'm going to wait until the last minute to bet it. 
We are in disagreement on Tuesday night, but we're both in agreement that regardless of if the Yankees or the Red Sox wind up winning, I just don't think that they're going to be able to have much of a shot against the Tampa Bay Rays. But what I do think is intriguing is that the other series out there in the American League that is going to be coming up is going to be White Sox versus Astros. Obviously, that is going to get kicked off on Thursday. And I legitimately do think that if we do wind up seeing an upset when it comes to these postseason series, the biggest one, in my opinion, would be if the White Sox wind up taking down the Astros because I just take a look at the White Sox on the road. 40 and 41 this year. Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon, they've had some injury issues along with Lucas Giolito. Honestly, if it winds up being Red Sox versus Rays, I would give the Red Sox a little bit of a better shot than the Yankees because the Rays have just flat out owned the Yankees so far this year and really the past few years. But I do think that the bigger upset would be the White Sox over the Astros because I do not like the recent form of Chicago. If we're looking at the American League, I do agree with you. I have a different series that I think would be the biggest upset if we saw it happen in the NL side. Here's the deal in this series. The White Sox, on top of being an average road team at best, Greg, they were under 500 against teams over 500 this year. They're in the playoffs because they destroyed a pretty mediocre division where, Greg, I'm no mathematician, but no one else finished over 500 in the AL Central. So they owned that division. They did what they needed to do. They're very talented. I thought 2022 was always the year for this White Sox team to take the quantum leap to not only being a division champion, but to being a World Series champion. I think this is a year early. Greg, you told me before we went on, minus 125, minus 130 pocket on Houston. I'm surprised that price is that low. I would have anticipated it being closer to minus 150, maybe even minus 160. The Astros are cut out for this in the postseason. It's an odd mix with the starting pitchers down there in Houston. It has been the whole year. But Greg, the Astros have been in the best position they possibly could have this whole year. Because of what happened last year, where the season was 60 games and there were no fans and and everyone took out their hate on them last year from afar, and they went 29-31 and and still made the ALCS a year ago, everyone kind of just forgot about the Astros this year. And the Astros, to me, are still, them and Tampa's going to produce an amazing ALCS, assuming we get it. Oh, and by the way, we're talking about the betting favorite in the American League still. I'm surprised this price is where it is. I think the White Sox here is next year. I like the Astros to take care of business, win the series in four games, and set up an ALCS rematch from a year ago. I am right there with you. If you're looking outside the United States, you're finding a little bit more of the Astros right around like a minus 140, but still, I feel like the still two series prices. Yep, I feel like the two series prices that we have right now should be flipped as we do have Jeff Parles joining me on the podcast because the other series that we know is going to be going down is the Atlanta Braves and the Milwaukee Brewers. And right now I'm finding the Brewers anywhere between about a minus 145 to a minus 150. And I do like the Brewers to be able to come out in this series, but I do think that the gap between they and the Atlanta Braves is smaller than that between the White Sox and the Houston Astros just for the main facts of what you've got with the pitching of the Milwaukee Brewers. Ever since coming off the injured list, Freddie Peralta has not looked like himself. And the one thing that you were banking on with the Brewers is having that three-headed monster of Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, along Corbin Burns. And really, Burns has been the only ace for this team as of late. And then the injury to Devin Williams on top of that, coupled with Brad Boxberger having right around a 10 ERA the last three days of the regular season, causes me to have a couple concerns with the Milwaukee Brewers. I do think that there might be a couple spots in which the Atlanta Braves are going to present value. I'm not really worried about Boxberger. Hey, look, if you give up runs against the Dodgers when the Dodgers really needed the games, even though it ended up being one game too short for L.A., I'm not really concerned about it. The Devin Williams injury 
regardless of how it happened, is just something that can't happen. I don't know if it's going to hurt them in this series. It probably will hurt them against the winner of the other division series, regardless of who it ends up being, Greg. I'm not all the way there with you with saying that the other series that we already know should be a, should be a bigger gap. I think this is a pretty significant mismatch. And Atlanta has really defied expectations the last two months of the season. The deadline acquisitions of Duvall and Soler ended up actually being two of the better acquisitions in the entire National League, which good on AA to get it done, and good on this Braves team to win yet another NL East and taking full advantage of the Mets completely falling apart. At least Rojas obviously got canned on Monday. And the Phillies, you and I talked about this the last two months of the season multiple times. It's really inexcusable that the Phillies managed to miss the playoffs this year. And the Braves took full advantage of the Phillies' collapse as well. I don't like the Braves starting pitching, even though I know Charlie Morton's a gamer in the playoffs. Freed is solid, but I'm not buying this as a whole. And look, unless if Freddie Freeman has a monster series, I don't expect the auxiliary guys who have hit very well over the last two months to be able to do what they did against this Milwaukee staff. Now, you mentioned Freddie Peralta. There is a little bit of a concern there. But Brandon Woodruff has not looked himself the last few starts out. That worries me a little bit more than Peralta. Burns, to me, should win the NL Cy Young. He's going to be just fine. But in the end here, I think Milwaukee has more than enough to win this series relatively easily, win it in three or four games, and set up a doozy of an NLCS, regardless of what happens on Wednesday night in Los Angeles. No question. Corbin Burns has been absolutely superb for the Milwaukee Birds. The only one of his starts after the all-star break that the Brewers wound up losing was his final start against the LA Dodgers, in which he wound up only pitching two innings. So I think that there's a lot of security there, as we do have Jeff Harles of Easton joining me on the podcast. And when it comes to the one-game wildcard that we're going to be seeing out there in the National League, I don't know if there's as much security with the Dodgers as bookmakers would like to indicate. Right now with the St. Louis Cardinals, you're able to get them at a low of plus 180. That is at DraftKings. I'm seeing as high as plus 205 in some spots at this point. And should the St. Louis Cardinals be a favorite? No, but at the same time, when you're getting up to $2 with the St. Louis Cardinals, a team that going into the weekend had won 19 out of their last 20 games and has a guy in Adam Wainwright that is pitching as if he's 10 years younger than what he is, I think that there's a ton of value here on the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't care what happens on Wednesday night. It's baseball. It is Adam Wainwright in a winner-take-all game. It is the Cardinals against the Dodgers, where, Greg, I know it's been a while since we've seen these two teams match up in the playoffs. The Cardinals have owned the soul of the Dodgers through the last decade. Now, this Dodger team is significantly better than any of those teams that the Cardinals beat over the last however many years ago. It wasn't, I understand, it was a long time ago. I know that. Kershaw's not pitching, and he probably isn't going to pitch again this season. Maybe not again as a Dodger because he's a free agent, and obviously we don't know the significance of that elbow injury he suffered over the weekend. But here's the deal, Greg. You're going to give me over $2 with Adam Wainwright, with a team that is scorching red hot, as you said, and with guys who, even though, again, it's a different core for this Cardinal team. But this team was in the NLCS two years ago even though that team really wasn't overly that good. They got swept by Washington, but they were still there. Nolan Arenado has playoff experience in Colorado, albeit a small amount, but it's not like this is his first go-around into the National League playoffs. 
And also, too, Greg, there's no pressure on St. Louis here. If they lose, they're supposed to lose. The Dodgers won 106 games. They are the defending champions. They got, they made the biggest move of the trade deadline, the biggest acquisition of the trade deadline is starting this game in Matt Scherzer. All the pressure is on the Dodgers. And if the Dodgers win, so be it, move to your next bet. But, Greg, if you're going to give me over $2 on the Cardinals, I don't know how you don't bet that. I'm right there with you, and whoever winds up winning this series, they're going to wind up going up against the San Francisco Giants, which I think would be very intriguing because the St. Louis Cardinals have been one of the few teams that have had success against the San Francisco Giants and the Giants versus Dodgers regular season series. That was relatively even Stevens as well. The Giants wound up being able to take that one by one game. So regardless of who winds up being able to win this game, I do think that they're going to be in for a very good series against the Giants in which I'm going to be looking to bet game by game because I certainly don't think that either of the teams that wind up winning this wildcard game going to get swept out by the Giants and vice versa. I certainly don't think the Giants get swept if the Dodgers wind up winning this game as well. Greg, you know what's crazy with this whole thing? The Giants won the division because Mike Tockman robbed an Albert Pujols home run back in June. <laughs> like, that's how crazy this ended up being. And also, too, like, the Giants won 107 games. I mean, it's just unfathomable what they did. Going over to win total by 32 wins is absolutely outrageous. Greg, if it's the, the Giants and the Dodgers, I'm going to bet the Giants on the series price because the Dodgers will be too big of a favorite in that series. If it is Giants-Cardinals... I'm going to employ your strategy and just go game by game. If it's Giants-Cardinals, I think the Giants would win that series, but that would probably be a five-game series where the Cardinals find a way to force five, and then the Giants, who I just still think are the better baseball team, find a way and win that series at home. If it's Giants-Dodgers, Greg, this is another one where I don't care that the Giants had the best record in baseball. I don't care that they at home field. The, the pressure of that series... The Giants have no pressure. None at all. I don't care that they had the best record in baseball. All of the pressure is on the Dodgers to repeat and shut everyone up and basically tell you, all right, last year's 60-game World Series, that wasn't a phony season. We were the best team that year, and we were the best team this year, even though he didn't even win a division. Granted, 106 games, but you, you know what the deal is. So in the end here, Greg, if it's the Giants, I'm assuming the Dodgers will probably be the same price. Greg, what do you think? I think the Dodgers should be the same price as what the Astros are, but I wouldn't be shocked if you see minus 150s on the Dodgers against the Giants if that's the series. And if that's the case on the take back, then the Giants are kind of required betting at that point. I think that if it does wind up being Giants versus Dodgers, you'd probably be, in my opinion, it should probably be right around a pick and price because you've got the Giants with home field advantage. You've had a relatively even season series all year long. Maybe you've got a little bit more talent when it comes to the actual lineup of the Dodgers, but with the Giants, they've been generating the most home runs on the road of any team in baseball. They've got the number one bullpen ERA in all of baseball. You've got a Dodgers bullpen in which you do have some question marks. Can someone like an Alex Vosia be able to step up the way that he did in the regular season? So I'm right there with you. If you wind up getting the Dodgers as a relatively empty favorite in that series price against the Giants, I do think that it's going to provide a lot of value on the Giants. I'll be certainly betting it game by game. And Jeff, I know you're going to be just taking a look at a wide variety of things this postseason. I know that you're doing a great job Monday through Friday with Gil. And then during the weekends, you're always on the Visa and Bet Center doing a great job looking at all things football, taking a look at 
baseball list goes on and on once we get into college basketball season. I know you'll be dialed in there as well. So love the good people at home. Know what you've got going on and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Uh, Jeff Parles on the tweets. Just my name. Just follow what Greg tweets out <laughs> at <laughs> night with this podcast. And Greg, I will say this. Just so I'm on record, the Bay wins their first World Series. That's my prediction for this whole postseason, that the Rays lift the commissioner's trophy after coming up just short a year ago. They're winning the title. That would be very good for me because I have all sorts of Rays, AL, and World Series futures that I've placed in the last three weeks. I do not disagree with you there. I do think that if there is a team that provides value with regards to odds to win the World Series right now, it's the Rays. I don't advise taking a futures price right now just because, like I've been talking about on this podcast, I've been talking about the rollover. You just bet the Rays in every single series, and you just keep rolling those winnings over. I would advise that rather than a futures ticket, but... I do agree on the race having a lot of value, but what provides even more value is Jeff Parles on this podcast whenever he joins it. Always great to get Jeff aboard. So big thanks to him for joining me right here on the Baseball Bidding Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast to give you a signed total on the wild card game that we're going to be seeing in the American League for Tuesday and also going to be taking a look at both of these series prices that we have set as well. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. Always a pleasure to be joined by Jeff Parles. Does a terrific job over there with the Vegas Sets and Information Network Monday through Friday. He's riding along with Gil Alexander on a numbers game on the weekends. He's over there at Circuit doing the VSIN Bet Center. So always great to have him on. Now it is that time the podcast to give you a sign total for the wild card game that is going to be going down for this wonderful Tuesday in the American League. And a little something like call. Touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, I wound up doing my preview of both of these wildcard games yesterday as well, so if you're looking for a little bit more on the National League game, I wound up giving that out yesterday, and then I'll have my New York Post play, and I'll be refreshing that tomorrow as well, so do not worry if you're looking for something on St. Louis Cardinals versus LA Dodgers. I had you covered yesterday. I'll have you covered tomorrow, so no fear there, and then we're going to be getting on just the series prices that we're seeing in Braves versus Brewers along with White Sox versus Astros after I wind up hitting on the one game that we have today as we do go in Las Vegas rotation order because well it's really hard to go out of order when you've got one game. 937-938 the New York Yankees in the red face off against the Boston Red Sox. Nathan Eovaldi is going to be going for the Red Sox and Garrett Cole is on the bump for the Yankees. The Yankees have seen a little bit of an uptick. We were seeing this when I was doing my chat with Jeff Parles anywhere between about a minus 115 to a minus 120 now finding it anywhere between a minus 118 to a minus 125 on the Yankees with a plus 105 to a plus 113 on the Boston Red Sox and your total is between 8 and 8.5. On the 8, the over is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. The under is anywhere between even and minus 105 and we're seeing some 8.5s out there. Under is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120 and the over is between even and minus 105 and I want to make the Yankees minus 131 in this spot so New York Post play of the day is going to be the Yankees on the money line I wound up setting the total at an 8.3 because I do think that both of these teams have a couple ailments in the lineup that are going to be a little bit more noteworthy because when I take a look at things, I do think that 
what is going to be big for the Yankees is the fact that you don't have DJ LeMayu as he is on the 10-day injured list. And I know that Jeff was mentioning the fact that J.D. Martinez is going to be questionable for this game as he wound up getting injured over the weekend against the Washington Nationals. I do think that both are going to balance themselves out with the Yankees. I think that they're going to be fine without DJ LeMayu. They wound up playing their weekend series with the Tampa Bay Rays without him. So you just wind up plugging in there. Glaber Torres and Gio Urshel, a pair of guys that are in between about a 259 to a 267 throughout the year. And you still have a trio of guys that have been able to give you at least 35 home runs so far this year. John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, and Joey Gallo. Now, Joey Gallo, you're able to throw in there. Brett Gardner, Gary Sanchez, Kyle Gashioka, Rudando Dar. These guys have not necessarily hit well, but even someone like a Tyler Wade, I think, is going to be able to step up. Certainly not a power guy, but kind of able to get on base for you right around a 270 batting average, 350 on base. And then you've had Anthony Rizzo just be a steady guy for this team. He gets right around a 350 on base. He hasn't necessarily had a bunch of bombs this year, but at the same time, he's been rock solid. Then for the Boston Red Sox, don't question. This is a lineup that is very solid, as you do have out there Rafael Devers, who had 113 RBI, 38 home runs, came up big in that final series of the season against the Washington Nationals. And you do have the bomb squad on this team with Hunter Renfro along with Kyle Schwarber, Bobby Dalbeck, all giving you between 25 and a little bit over 30 home runs with pretty much all these guys, aside from Dalbeck, who wound up hitting a 240, but emerged towards the end of the year, hitting right in the neighborhood about a 260, 265-ish. Xander Bogarts hit right around 295 himself. But what I do think it's significant when it comes to the Red Sox is the fact that with Nathan Eovaldi taking the bump in his last start, he just wound up getting destroyed against the New York Yankees. He winds up along seven runs while getting just eight outs. That was at home. And for Nathan Eovaldi, no question, he has been better at home than he has been on the road, especially with allowing the deep ball because for Eovaldi, he's given up just six home runs in 114 innings at home, nine bombs in 68 and a third innings on the road, and opponents are hitting 30 points higher whenever he is on the road. But we saw his home numbers regress a little bit. And for Garrett Cole, he's relatively equal when it comes to home and road, 332 road ERA. Meanwhile, a 311 home ERA. He does give up a little bit more hard contact on the road with 14 home runs allowed in 103rd innings on the road compared to 10 home runs in 81 innings at home, but still, he has been able to get a bunch of punch outs as well. This is someone that is towards the top of the league when it comes to a strikeouts per nine rate at a little bit over 11, so that is something that you do take a look at. And for the Yankees, what I think is big for them is that since the beginning of the month of August, they've had the number one bullpen ERA in the American League. Meanwhile, overall league-wide, the Boston Red Sox have been in the bottom ten with that regard. Now, the Red Sox do wind up getting back Garrett Woodlock for this game, which I think is very significant. They did wind up dealing with some guys that were on the COVID list that wound up coming back, like Eda Kazasadomoto, but Matt Barnes is someone that I don't have necessarily a lot of trust in. Now, Enzo Robles has actually been very good for the Red Sox, not giving up a single run the last three days, but you take a look at this Yankees bullpen. They're going to be able to trot out there. Luis Severino, Julie Rodriguez, and Juani Peralta wound up finding it towards the back half of the season. Jonathan Luizaga is now off the injured list. Chad Green is able to give you a pair of innings as well, so I do take a look at what you're able to get out of the New York Yankees, and I do think that that bullpen is far superior, and I think that Garrett Cole is just a better pitcher in general, despite the fact that Cole did wind up giving up three plus runs in four out of his last five starts. We got a pair of guys, in my opinion, that are struggling a little bit. This is one in which I wound up seeing the opening total at eight and a half. I wound up taking that under rather than taking the eight over. So I wound up firing in on this one right away, and I wound up taking that eight and a half under. If you're getting an eight with right around minus 110 juice versus an eight and a half with like minus 120-ish juice, I would look to the over of eight if you wind up having that be the case. But with that said, I wound up personally taking the eight and a half under. And 
Well, I guess that with the New York Post later today, we are going to be going with the New York Yankees. And then we got a pair of series prices that are out right now on the White Sox and Astros and the Brewers versus the Braves. I was mentioning it with Jeff Parles with the Brewers. Currently finding them in a lot of spots right around a minus 145. I'm seeing a minus 135 pop up right now at Circa. I would be looking at the Brewers overall to be able to win the series, but I don't feel as good about them being able to pull it out as the Astros versus the White Sox. And just keep in mind, I'm betting these game by game. I am not someone that is going to be taking any of these series for the postseason. Just really my mantra is always just going game by game. That's the way that I've always operated. But when it comes to the Astros, being between minus 125 and minus 135, I think that that is way too low. I mean, with the Astros and White Sox game one, we don't know who the White Sox are going to be trotting out their game one. But I mean, I do think that Lance McCullers Jr. is going to be a pretty sizable favorite in that one. And I mentioned it with Jeff. The fact that you got a White Sox team that on the road this year had a sub-500 record. They did not wind up doing well against teams with a winning record. Carlos Rodon has been a little bit banged up along Lance. Now, I will say for Rodon in his last start at which the team was deciding how they would be handling him for the postseason, he pitched really well. Five scoreless settings, that's something that's very encouraging, but what do you do with a guy like a Rinaldo Lopez? And then when you take a look at the White Sox, bullpen has been able to step up recently. It feels like Craig Kimbrell is a little bit more comfortable in that eighth inning role. Liam Hendricks has been able to figure it out himself. And even guys like Aaron Bummer, Jose Ruiz, they've been solid, but for the Houston Astros as well. You've got a pair of guys in Kendall Graveman along with Ryan Presley, who I think are going to be able to do a masterful job for the team. Christian Javier is someone that you're able to look to for multiple innings. I wouldn't doubt it if perhaps they wind up trying Jake Odorizzi out of the bullpen because he seems like he might be the odd man out with that rotation. I think that he could be a little bit of a super reliever that gives you like two or three innings, sort of like what we saw with Charlie Morton in past years. And then with the Astros, you've just got a whole bunch of firepower. You've got Kyle Tucker, Carlos Correa, along with Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez, all guys that had at least 25 home runs, all guys that had at least a 270 this year, all guys that get on base really well and for the White Sox. I do have to give credit to Yasmani Grandel ever since coming off the injury list, has been hitting like a 330 and getting a home run every nine or so at bat. So he's been rock solid. Luis Robert is hitting about a 340. You've been able to get some good production out of Tim Anderson and you've got Jose Abreu wanted being in the top five when it comes to RBI, but I just think that so many things favor the Astros. I think that this is a bad matchup for the White Sox. And then in Braves versus Brewers, you did wind up seeing this be a relatively even season series between these two. And I do think that the Brewers still have the edge at, but I do think that this could be a series that comes down to five games. Now, I do think that the Brewers are going to have a little bit more of an edge, I thought, because I did not know if they were going to be going with Corbin Burns or not in game one against Charlie Morton, who's going to be taking the bump, as we know, on Friday. But if it does wind up being Burns against Morton, I'd probably be setting Burns as right around about a minus 155-ish favorite because I like the way that he's operating. But when it comes to Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, you're going to have your question marks when it comes to those starts. And I honestly think that Eric Lauer might have become the number two starter for the Milwaukee Brewers. And then for the Braves, the big thing is the starting pitching. I mean, Ian Anderson and Max Fried are solid, but I don't know if they're necessarily going to be able to step up in this big spot now with the Braves. You also do have a pair of guys in Austin Riley along with Freddie Freeman, both hitting right around 330 plus home runs out of both of them. Adam Duvall has really been able to bring the boom. And what you now have with the Brewers is a little bit of a question mark when it comes to the bullpen. And I would honestly give the overall edge to the Atlanta Braves when it comes to the bullpen. Now, obviously, you've got the best bullpen piece on the Milwaukee Brewers and Josh Hader, but not having Devin Williams, Jake Cousins being banged up, Brad Boxberger having a 10 ERA the last three days. 
And for the Braves, this is a group in which you do have a bullpen that ever since the All-Star break has been in the top 10 in the big leagues with Tyler Madzik ever since being in the month of July, right around a 2-5-ish ERA. He has been rock solid for the team. Richard Rodriguez was a very good trade deadline acquisition. Even someone like a Jesse Chavez has been able to give you a little bit of something. So I do like both of the favorites when it comes to both of these series. But with that said, I feel a little bit better about the Astros and the Brewers. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm going to be taking these game by game. And once we do figure out exactly the set pitching matchups, because it sounds like it's going to be Corbin Burns going for the Brewers in game one. It is not yet confirmed. And with the White Sox, they have yet to settle on their starter. I'll be giving you that on this podcast as well, as well as on the spreadsheet. And that will wrap things up for the Baseball Betting Podcast on this Tuesday. A big thanks to our good friend Jeff Parles of the Vegas Hats and Information Network for joining me in the last segment. If you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you've got one of two ways we all fire those in. First way is my Twitter timeline, at GRNSCORTY1. Keep in mind, letters here. Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline, and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. Them from there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review, and I will be coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season, which means coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. 